Recorded live.
Bless you, children of God. Again, we greet each of you in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. Thank God for each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very, very well wherever this broadcast is finding you. Another beautiful, wonderful, wonderful day that our Lord has made. We owe him the praise. We owe him. Thanksgiving, one of the reasons why God dislikes being praised so much is because he knows that we owe him. You out there under the sound of my voice, somebody owe you some money and they don't want to pay you, you get just as upset as you can be. Somebody owe you something and they don't want to give it to you, they don't want to, they don't want to fork up what they owe you, you're going to get upset. Well, God be upset. God said, Robert, my people need to know I be upset when my creation, can you imagine, my creation, Robert, don't want to give me the praise that I deserve. My creation don't want to give me the adoration that I deserve. My creation don't want to give me the attention. Hey, God is justified. Let me tell you something. God is justified. Every soul out there that God sent to hell, God justified. If God, everything God do, God be justified. He be justified. Terrible as hell is, everybody go, God was justified. God won't wrong. God ain't, God ain't messed up. Sometimes even the government will overpay us or underpay us. Sometimes our job, they'll overpay us, they'll underpay us, they'll put on us. God is justified. Justified. We owe him. If you're thinking for a minute that you don't owe God anything, you are badly mistaken and you are badly deceived. We owe him everything, true for the matter. Life, health, strength, all of it comes from God. Finances, attention, adoration, praise, all of it, all of it is God. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. You can't even see anything that don't belong to God. You can't even touch anything that don't belong to God. You can't even smell anything that don't belong. You can't even think anything that don't belong to God. We owe him. We owe him. We owe him. I might have to preach that. I don't know. Let me see. We owe him.
out there thinking, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to preach that one, children of God. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Lord showing me more on that. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working and about to close our most recent topic. If you want to know the power of God, you must do what God says. You must. You, you, you know, sometimes we want to know the power of God before we do what God says. Uh-uh. Like sometimes we want God to show us something before we do what he tell us. Uh-uh. God be like, uh-uh, don't work like that. Sometimes we want God to come closer to us before us come closer to coming closer to him. God says, uh-uh, I don't work like that. If you, God said, you want to see my power, yeah, Lord, show us your power, show us your power. Then God said, do like I'm telling you. Y'all want to see some miraculous wine around here? Yeah, yeah, Lord, we want to see. We want to see miracle, miracle wine. God said, all right, fill them water jugs up, like I tell you. You want to see Lazarus raised from the dead? You want to see somebody raised from the dead? Yeah, Lord, we want to see. We want to see somebody raised from the dead. Roll that stone away then, like I tell you. We be wanting to see, and God be like, all right, but before you get to see, do something. We be wanting to be, we want, we be wanting to be received on abundant, man. Some of y'all out there understand my voice. You want better paying jobs? Are you a better paying church member? What you want a better paying job for if you're not gonna be a better paying church member? We want to receive abundant. Yeah, Lord, we want to receive abundant. And God said, all right, then you want to be receive abundant, then start sowing abundantly, like I told you. Keep right on telling God what you want to see. God, God want to see some things out of us. God want to see some the same way we want to see. God want to see. That's why God be testing us. God says, I want to see. Let me see. See what you're gonna do. Let me see what I even though I already know what you what you're gonna do, because I know everything God say, but God said, let me see what you're gonna do. God healed ten lepers. And he, I don't know why he keep bringing this particular this particular account back in my mind. But then he just told me, so now I do. God healed 10 lepers. Now, some of them lepers have been praying and asking the Lord, oh, I wish I was healed. If I was just healed, oh, what I would do for God. If God would just have mercy. And that sounds like some of, some of y'all's prayers out there. Oh, if God would just heal me. Oh, if God would just bless me with a job, I'd be such a blessing to the church. Oh, if God would, and then God haul off and do it. And you run, just run right out there just like nine of, them, nine of them lepers. Didn't even think about God. Didn't even think to come back and give him the praise. One little leper came back and gave God the praise. And Jesus was like, well, won't there nine of y'all heal? You know? Or won't there, you know, won't there, nine, won't there, won't there ten of y'all heal? Where the other nine at? Leper was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know where them cats is at. But I know I had to come back. And give God the praise. It's not a wise thing. Listen, children of God, it's not a wise thing to 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 make a, a vow, a solemn vow to God, and then delay in fulfilling it. You check this around Ecclesiastes. Bible said God takes no pleasure in fools. It's better to say little than to say a whole bunch of what you're gonna do for God and what you're gonna do, and then don't deliver. God don't God do not like that now. They don't like that. If we promise God something, let us deliver. If we we in our hearts, we have said, Lord, if you some of y'all out there on the side of my voice, you don't been without, you know, you don't mess around and been sick. Oh, if Lord would just heal me. Oh, I'm gonna do something extra special for the Lord. Some of y'all out there on the side of my voice, been without, been been put off in jobs and different things. Oh, if the Lord would just let me get employed again. Lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a blessing to the Lord. Lord get you back employed. Some of y'all out there on the side of my oh, you know, if I can just get the mess around your first marriage done fell apart. Oh man, if the Lord just bless me, bless me to be married one more time. I'm gonna be best husband. I'm gonna be a good uh huh, Lord, let you get back and now let's see what you do. Let's see what you do. We want to know the power of God. We must do 
or we're going to know the power of God in, an, in another dimension that we don't want to know. Because, see, if we do what God say, we'll know the power of God. We'll know the grace and the power of God and his grace. But if we don't do what he say, then we'll know the power of God when it comes down to butt whipping. And that is not. And we never even looked at this scripture. And the Lord is just kind of flashing in my spirit. You, Some of you are like, you know, Apostle, oftentimes we hear you talk about how the Lord is flashing something in your spirit. You know, what exactly does that mean? That means that, that when God has something to say to us, and the reason why I say us is because he's talking to me just like just like he he's talking to y'all. Uh, what what the Lord will begin to do, because I've shared this with you a number of times, he speaks to us through his word. And this is one reason to a child of God. If you want to hear more of what God has to say, get into a very intense study of the Bible. I mean, very, very intense. Because that God is going to be getting all, he's going to be getting his rhema word for, for you and I from his logos word. So what God will do is he'll start flashing something that he has already said in your spirit or, or, or begin to, to show you something in the spirit that he has already said in order to uh, give you a rhema word or, or a deeper revelation on that particular thing. Um, what I want to do here, and I'm going to expedite time. All right, saints, I expedited time here. I went on and just uh, spoke that scripture into into my phone because I didn't know exactly where it was. I was right close on it, about five verses away. But uh, go to Numbers chapter, look briefly at Numbers chapter 14 and verse 34. Numbers chapter 14, verse 34. And we're just, we're just looking at this before we even get into the message here. Um. You know, the people had been, God was about to take them into the promised land. The people, you know, um, sent the spies into the promised land. Promised spies came back, most of them, with a negative report. And the people were rebelling and kicking against Moses, kicking against Aaron, kicking against Joshua, kicking against Caleb. These four men of God that were trying to stand firm on the promises of God while the people wanted to do something totally different. And God got upset about this, and he began to pronounce, you know, he was getting ready to destroy everybody. Folk didn't even know it. Everybody was getting ready to be killed, but, you know, Moses and, and different ones prayed, and, and God relented. But nevertheless, God... Uh, already knew what his punishment was going to be for the people and for this rebellion. And God told him in verse 34, said for 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land, you will suffer for your sins. Now look at this now. What they would, because every, every day that they had explored the land, you know, and instead of coming back and just saying what God had said, they come back talking crazy. You say, Apostle, what does this mean? If you want to check something out, always keep in mind, if God has said something, but you want to check something out, you don't want to just go with that. You want to check something out. You want to launch an investigation. For God's sake, let your report match what God has said for your own sake. 
You, you just want to check something out. Now, God done said something, but you want to check it out. And I'm going to say this again. For your own safety, for your own good, for your own edification, let your report match up with what God has already said. You say, Apostle, why is that important? It's important because these spies, if they had come back and just said about the promised land what God said, if they had just, after their examination, just come back and echoed what God had already said, they could have saved their life. They could have saved their life. But because they came back with a different report and had people all stirred up and all, all upset and all full of doubt, God decided to kill them. You say, Apostle, what that got to do with me? I'm a pastor. I'm a bishop. I'm an old. What you better do is let your report on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, whenever you got your Bible said, let your report match up with God's report. Let what you telling God's people match up with what God want his people told. Don't come up with no new stuff now. Don't be no don't be one of them ten spies. Oh, you got you got something new. And now you got the people, you got the people going astray. Because you done come up with a different report than God. You better preach the word out there, bishop, elder, overseer, whatever you call yourself, whatever you are. Preach the word. Just give it to them straight. God word, God word is just fine, just like this. We don't have to try to dress it up. We don't have to try to fix it up. God said, Robert, my word is already dressed up. My word is already fixed up. And people will either get with my word or they will not. Joshua and Caleb got with God's word. And as a result, got themselves entry into the promised land and got themselves an inheritance and got themselves a blessing. Why? Just matching up with what God said. Just let just, you say, Apostle, what you, what you telling us now? What, what are you preaching to us? Just match up with what God said. Just match up. Forty years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land. Watch this. You will suffer for your sins. Now, here's the, here's the kicker now, and this is the part that, 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 that I, we want to try to stay away from. God says, and you will know what it is like to have me against you. See, listen, children of God, let me explain something to you in case you don't understand, Apostle Brian. You don't understand me real, real good. Uh, maybe if there's some some uh, confusion as to, look, I ain't trying to know that right there. I ain't. You say, Apostle, what are you talking about? I'm not trying to know what it's like to have God against me. Uh, uh-uh. only thing I want to, I want to be on God's side. I want to be on God's side. I, you know, regardless of what I think, what I feel, whatever. I want to be on God's side. I want to be on God's side. Now, my flesh wants to be on just the opposite side, and yours does too. That's the thing about flesh. Flesh is always just on the opposite side of God. Well, the thing is, if we keep right on with the flesh too long, then just like the, the, these people, then God said, now you're going, now you're going to find out. See, because God's grace can, the Bible said, love covers a multitude of sins. You know, up to a time, God will be like covering, covering us up and different things. But God will be like, look, don't stay in there too long now. These people had stayed in the flesh too long and, God, and, and their time had run out. They had been murmuring and complaining way back in Egypt. But now they're murmuring and complaining when they got to the Red Sea. Murmuring and playing all over through the wilderness. Murmuring and complaining. Now time has run out. Now it's time for the judgment of God. So you understand that murmuring God, if God hasn't punished us yet for our sin, hasn't gone off on the deep end yet because of our, uh, as a result of our sin, it's only because he's given us time to get that mess straightened out. Don't think that God not going to get us or that God won't get us. He, and he, because he hasn't yet, he's given us time to straighten that foolishness out. Your time, my time, our time in this thing called life now as born again believers is to straighten out the messes that, that in our life. To straighten it out through and by the power of the Holy Spirit. What are we talking about? If you want to know the power of God, you must do what God says. Now, how do we straighten out the messes in our life? How do we straighten out the messes we don't make by, doing, by now doing what God has said? Had these individuals, now we're we right back in, had these Israelites just went on and did what God had said, went on in and took possession of the land, which is what God said, then they wouldn't have had to go through all this, right? They wouldn't have had to spend these 40 years out there like that. Them 40 years, them 40 years, they, they could have been in the promised land earlier. 
You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? Some of you understand my voice. You could have been married a long time ago if you went on and did what God said. Some of you understand my voice. You could have had that promotion on the job a long time ago if you went on and did what God said. Some of you understand my voice. You could have had that job a long time ago. You could have had that healing. You could have had that deliverance. You could have had that breakthrough. You, you could have had that house a long time ago if you went on and did what God said. But because you don't want to do what God said, now some things having to be delayed. Lord, help us today. Now some things having to be delayed. God said, I done delayed some of the, not that I'm not going, not that I'm not going to bring my people into the promised land, Robert, but I'm going to bring them in 40 years later than when they could have gone in if they would have done what I said. Some of y'all done the sound of my voice. You blaming stuff on your enemies, blaming stuff on witches and wizards, blaming stuff on, and it ain't nothing but your own hard headedness done got that blessing delayed. Forty years. They could have spent that would have been forty years. That could have been forty years early. They could have been spent in the promised land. But because of not doing, not following instruction, now it's delayed. I think about it as a parent. You might, you know, maybe you got a child, you know, just about the age to get his driver's license. You know, birthday coming up for time where he can go get his driver's license. He all excited, you know, but you keep. But that joke will keep getting in trouble in school. And you tell him, look, man, so I ain't taking you at your driver's license. I know your birthday coming up on, on Saturday, but I ain't taking you for your driver's license for six months behind that foolishness you're doing in school. What? 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 Now, your blessing has been delayed behind your foolishness. So you don't want to listen. You don't want to follow instructions. God said, Robert, a lot of my people. Under the sound of your voice. I'm like, Lord, I don't see a whole lot. God said, don't you worry about that. They listening out there because my spirit is drawing them. They just want to try to listen in, in secret or listen in hiding. But God said, I'm they, they hear me. A lot of them have had their blessings delayed. Some of them have had their blessings denied behind stubbornness and hard-headedness. And not wanting to do like I'm telling them. That's God talking now. No, no need to get upset with me. Don't no need to, The phone start ringing around here and... You know, y'all sending me a bunch of emails and different things. I'm, uh, no need. I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you what God got to say. So you said, Pastor, what do we need to do now? You, you said, Lord, is is in us pretty hard today. What do we need to do? But what's what say the topic of the message is? What, is? what did God give us? If you want to know the power of God, you must do what God says. If you want to know the power of God blessing you, do what He say. Just do what He say. Quit trying to explain and quit surmising in your little heart and your little mind. God, look, God done seen through all that mess. God, see all that. You ain't even got to talk for God to hear you. Because your actions speak to God. Your, your thoughts are to God are as loud as your voice. Your imaginations to God is, a lot, is as loud to God as your actions. I'm trying to tell you, children of God, our God is something else. He sees everything. We can't even hide we can't hide nothing from him. There's stuff that we don't even know. God said, I know. There's stuff in our bodies that scientists and doctors, God is speaking this to me right now, that scientists and doctors and all, God said, Robert, there's stuff inside of you. I told you that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm like, yes, Lord. So we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God said, I got some stuff in you that scientists and doctors ain't even discovered yet. Well, about 100 years ago, they discovered the skin mites crawling all over our skin. God said, I let them, I let them be able to see that. But God said, I got a whole lot more stuff right inside of you, right on the surface of your skin. That you, God said, I got a whole lot of stuff. We as man, we launching all out into space trying to see stuff and trying to, God said, I got stuff right inside of you that you don't even know nothing about. Remember we talked yesterday about how it's in you. The surpass as children of God, the surpassingly great power of God is in us, and we're not even close to tapping into to all that He is, all that He can do. Had Peter walking on water, can you imagine? Spirit of God had Jesus float right up out of the disciples' sight, right on back into heaven. Can you imagine? Had Lazarus come right back up from the dead. Can't you imagine? 
This surpassingly great power, children of God, is inside. Oh, oh God, so we, God, so you all haven't even come close to, to tapping into to what I've placed in you. You haven't even come close, Robert. I'm like, Lord, you're not even close. I'm like, oh, I thought I was doing a little stuff. God said, Robert, you're not even close. Even scientists and doctors and, and different ones will, will agree, you know, and, and, and come into agreement. And, and God said, that ain't even close, Robert. That's just what they say. They say we don't use about 10% of our brain capacity. God said the number's a lot less. Mm. That's just in the natural. If in the natural, it, the scientists and doctors have come to agree with this. You got atheists that have doctor's degrees, but they'll agree on that, that we as human beings don't even use what about 10% of our brain capacity. And that's them talking. God said the number is a lot less. See, this is why God be so, so upset with stupidity and ignorance. Because God knows that he has placed so much within us as human beings for us to be acting this crazy. That's one of the things for me as an African-American. I'd be so upset with, with, with African-Americans, my own people. Love y'all deep out there. But goodness gracious, we can be some of the greatest of the great and stuff, and we can be some of the stupidest of the stupid and stuff. God don't like to see us as human beings acting stupid. He don't like that. He don't like because he know he has placed so much in us. God has deposited so much in us. I'm just talking about as human beings. I ain't even going into the us that's in the body of Christ. Now, that's a whole nother level. But just us as human beings, God has placed so much in us. God has given so much to us. God has done so much for us, for us to be acting crazy. Listen, children of God. I'm gonna go. On, I'm gonna, we're gonna get into the message. We ain't even. We ain't even got down into. God is taking us. We let God do His thing. Just let God do His thing. I, my prayer for you, under the sound of my voice, is that same prayer that's for me. That we don't have to find out what it is like to have God against us. No, that, that's, that's a lesson, Lord. I ain't trying to learn that one. I'm going to take your word because God said it's not a pretty sight, Robert. It's not a pretty sight. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's a terrible thing, God says, to tell my people, to have me working against you. Now, God said you upset me to the point. You upset me to the place where now I'm working against you. That what was easy for you to do now, you won't even hardly be able to do it. God said, I got the ability, I got the power to strike you down so you never move your arms and legs again. I got the power to strike you down, let you be conscious inside your body and not be able to move any part of your body. Good God in here. Lord, you're kind of shaking me up in here a little bit. And see, that's, that's something the Lord had actually told me back in 1999. He called me Christmas Day, 1999, to tell me that my father was in a coma. And that uh, up in New Jersey, about, you know, five, six hundred miles away from where I am here. And, you know, as the oldest son, you know, he had not remarried. He had divorced my wife. He had not remarried. I was the one that was going to have to make the decision, which my grandfather had prophesied to me uh, uh, about 20 years earlier. But uh, before I left, this was Christmas Day, 1999, before I went up to the hospital to see him, I prayed. And I was like, Lord, you know, what, what is this now? What, what, what we got here? And the Lord spoke in my spirit. And I'll never forget. He said, Robert, God said he'll hear you. And he will understand you, even though he will not be able to respond to you. He will hear you, and he will understand you, even though he will not be able to respond to you. I jumped on a plane, flew up into, into the New York area, went into his hospital room. They got him hooked up to all kind of computers, doctors and everybody, everybody in there. I bust in there. I said, look here, man. I said, the Lord done already told me that you can hear me and that you can understand me, even though you can't respond to me. I said, now let's get to it. Broke out the Bible and preached, preached right to him, just like I'm preaching to you all right here. 
Say, Apostle, what's this to say? Uh, he, was a, he was held prisoner in his own body for 18 days before he went on. And I don't even want to get into where, you know, my prayer is that he's with the Lord. You know, but I, I ain't, that ain't that's above my that's above my my calling right there. But he was a prisoner in his own body. Can you imagine being trapped in your own body and you you hearing yourself hollering, "Hey, I'm here, I'm here," and people you can't move nothing, and people just just looking at you and talking. You can hear people talking. You can see them doing things. Some folk that that never liked you. Can you imagine what your enemies do when your enemies come in the hospital room? You can't do nothing. You just laying there in a coma and your enemies come in the hospital room and be saying stuff, doing things to you, mean things. You know it goes on, children. God, human beings are, are wicked like that. Come in, you know, acting like, oh, he was my best friend. I loved him so much. Joker, come in there. Enemy, come in there. Be like, man, I ain't get in there alone with you. You in a coma. I ain't never liked you no way. Take a pen or something and stick it in you or, or be pinching your nose and cutting off your air or doing any kind of thing. Just wickedness, wickedness. Prison in your own body. You can't cry out. You can't alert nobody. You can't dial 911. A prisoner in your own body. Better serve God. You better serve God. Live for God. Do the best you can. Uh, he said, Apostle, we're not perfect. No, none of us are. But let's be trying to live and do for him before he has to strike us with something crazy. You want God say you want to find out what it's like. God say you y'all gonna find out. You didn't appreciate. I rained down manna to you from heaven. Didn't appreciate. It. I sent quails so you could eat meat in the morning, meat in the evening. You didn't appreciate. It. I took bitter water and made it sweet. I opened up. I opened up waterways so you can walk through. You didn't appreciate nothing that I did for you. I said all right. I had enough of this. In some of y'all, I done the sound of my voice. You but. God said, I don't have enough of this here. Now you will know. Now, 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 now. Since, since, you, since you just didn't like me doing good things and nice things for you, now you're going to find out what it's like me not to do them things for you now. We're going to just let this be. We'll also pray now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We praise you. Uh, speak to us, Father, through us and for us. And that someone may be edified, saved, and uplifted. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's go. We're going to finish right here today, children of God. And we'll preach this this from uh, this other scripture the Lord gave me. The Lord willing, we'll do that later on this evening. You now. We're still right here and we're still talking about not just talk. The topic God had given me, the subtopic God had given me today was not just talk. How that, 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 that his, his word. It's not just talk. God's word is not like, you know, you reading a novel by Shakespeare or Horathon or somebody. God's word is living and active. And I'm seeing how God, the spirit of God, is keeping us right in this topic. Even though the scripture that he gave was 1 Corinthians 4 and 20, and, and the Lord willing, again, we'll look at that later on tonight. But as you look at this scripture here, where God said you will suffer for your sins and you will know what it is like to have me against you. This ain't just talk. This ain't just talk. God is not just offering up an idle, an idle promise or an idle threat. When God be saying stuff, God be meaning stuff. Not just talk. Cause see, if God don't, if God don't do this, what He has just said, then He's lying. Then He's lying. Then he's lying. Then, then he's lying. Then he's he's not, you know, he's a, he's a lying God if he don't do what he say. But God do exactly what he say. And that's why we want to find out what he say. You know, what he say about this that we're doing. Whatever you doing out there under the sound of my voice, whatever I'm doing, we need, we need to, to, to uh, find out what the scripture says about that. We need to find out what God has, what God has said in his word about that. Don't matter whether what is whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's right, whether it's wrong. Let's find out what God has said, because God speaks a word concerning what He's going to do about that that you are doing, about that that I am doing, whatever it is, whatever it is. 
whether it's winning souls into the kingdom. God, God, there's something God said he's going to do about that. Whether it's giving, giving abundantly to the work of the ministry. God said, I don't already say what I'm going to do about that. Whether it's adultery, whether it's fornication, whether it's homosexuality. God said, I don't already say what I'm going to do about that. Whether it's confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised from the dead. God said, I don't already said what I'm going to do about that. Whatever you are doing, whatever I am doing, whatever we are doing, God has already said what he's going to do about that. And that's why we come and we want to listen to his word and we want to, we want to study his word and we want to find out, Lord, what you're saying about this right here. What you're saying about this right here. What you saying about this right here, Lord? This, how about this over here? How about me doing? Uh huh. God and God be like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. If you doing that right there, this is what I'm gonna do. If you do that right there, if you, if you how about if you do this in 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 coaching? Lord always, oftentimes will give me coaching uh, parables. You know, one of the offenses I would have my my athletes run, what we call the passing game. Passing game. It wasn't like you had to go right here or you had to go right there and had to go. It was more a set of principles. Very successful with this. This year, I used it uh, 12 and under. Used it coaching semi-pro. Won championships on just about every level with this as a, as a main offense. What it was was basically an offense where uh, – there were certain things that you did in certain situations. Not like, you know, you had to be in that situation, but if you found, there were rules. If you found yourself in a certain situation, here is what you do. Well, that's how God's word is. Whatever the situation we find ourselves in, there's a rule for that. You find yourself as a pastor of a church. God said, all right, check the rules for that. You find yourself as a husband of a wife, as a wife of a husband, as a, there's a rule for that. You find yourself as a, as, a, as a congregation member, there's a rule for that. You find yourself as a listener to the word of God. Some of you all out there understand my voice, you don't even realize that just by listening and not doing what you're supposed to do as a listener to the word of God, you're bringing curses on your own self. Some of you don't even realize that. There's a responsibility for listeners. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, there's responsibilities for when you have been blessed by a teacher. There's responsibilities. The word says there's certain things that you're supposed to do. You don't do that, now you're in trouble with God. So every situation that we find ourselves in, in this thing called life, there's certain things we must do, just like that passing game. You find yourself, you find yourself setting a pick. For one of, your, one of the players, there's a certain thing you're supposed to do after you have set that pick. You find yourself with the basketball in your hands. Well, we got, we got, we got, uh, that, that, that's a certain situation. There's certain things that, that we're expecting you to do. You got a basketball in your hand. We're looking for you to, we got three things, basically. We expect dribble, pass, or shoot. Standing there with the basketball looking real, real crazy, looking real, real scared. That is not one of the three things, son. You need to come out of the game, come over here, and sit down with me. That's not an option. Dribble, pass, or shoot. You got yourself, you done set, you done set a pick for one of your players. You need to either pick and roll, pick and pop. Pick and then fall down in the middle of the floor and have a season. That's not an option, son. Come over here and sit down with me. Why? Because there, even though you, you, we're not telling you you got to go do this and you got to go that, but if you find yourself in a situation, whatever the situation you find yourself in, you know the rules. You find yourself in posting up on the block, posting up down low. There's certain rules we have we have given, certain things we expecting you to do in that situation. So it is with God. So it is with His Word. Certain things you're supposed to do according to His Word. If not. And now we will have to find out what it is like to have God working against us. 
there were certain things that, that the spies were supposed to do in the promised land. Check things out and come back and give the same report that our God had already given. There's certain things that we as as preachers, as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, bishops, elders, overseers are supposed to do when preaching God's word. Give the same report from the word of God that God has already given. That's what preaching the word is. I'm just telling you what, what God say. Logos or what God is saying in the rhema. Just tell you what God say. Now you do whatever seems like the Bible used to say, you do whatever seems best in your own eyes. But our job, pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, bishops, elders, is to tell the people what God say. Period. Anything above that, we're going to get a butt whooping. Anything below that, we're going to get a butt whooping. Anything to either side of that, we're going to get a butt whooping. Tell the people what God say. Logos or Raymond. I got Jesus used a whole bunch of parables. God gave Jesus a whole bunch of parables. Stuff right out of people's everyday life so they can understand the kingdom and understand the word of God better. God do the same thing with me. You know, flash something, something I seen on TV, flash something, read on the internet, flash something right out of the, right out of the everyday life to illustrate and to help us to better understand how things work in the kingdom of God. It's not just talk now. God not just talking. He do a lot of talking, but he's not just talking. He's talking for a purpose. He's talking for a reason. He's talking because he got something that he wants you and I to either stop doing or something that he wants you and I to start doing, or something that he wants you and I to continue doing. There's certain things that once we 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 start doing, God don't never want us to stop that. There ain't no time when God don't want you to worship Him no more. If you're looking for ah maybe maybe the day gonna come when we don't have to worship God no more, you you no need to looking for that day. That day not gonna come. As children of God. We need to have it fixed up in my mind that we're going to worship the Lord every day from now until eternity. There ain't no day that God don't want you to praise him. There's no day that God don't want you to glorify him. There's no day in this life that God don't want you to study. Berean Christians had extra special blessings on their life. One of the things the Bible said about them is they searched the scriptures every day. To see if the things Paul said were true. My prayer for, for some of you all out there understand my voice as children of God, that you'll search the scriptures every day to see if the things that, that I'm preaching to you is true. Search, search it out. Check it out. And as we search, we seek, we ask, we do. What God says, his power will release. His power will release. We bless God for each of you, children of God. We pray, Lord, is blessing you real, real good. I know that God has blessed a lot of you through his revelation, his insight, his teachings. Um, and this is what we are in it for. You know, I'm coming on down now, kind of like... Uh, Kind of like just like final final take, um, you know. We this thing, this thing, this this Christian thing. It's, a, it's the most beautiful thing that God has uh, given to humanity. Glorious gospel, the ability, the privilege to be able to uh, rejoin the family of God. Man started out in God's family. Man went off the reservation. Man went uh, haywire, if you will. Our great ancestor, Adam. And it took Jesus to come onto the scene. God in the likeness of sinful man. That's who he was. He was God. Jesus was God, wrapped up in a, in a body much like, like ours. To 
come and to live, to suffer and die for our sins. That all we got to do is place our faith in him. Just place our faith in him and, and confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that he, Jesus, is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. God said, I'll put you back on the right track. See, what our faith being placed in Jesus Christ does immediately takes us from off the wrong track and puts us on the right track. Doesn't mean that we all 100% where we're supposed to be yet and got to dot in every I and cross every T. But if you're on the wrong train, you know, and somebody tell you, get off at the next stop and get on the right train. As long as you have gotten off and got on the right train, at least now you're moving in the right direction. And I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice, children of God, continue moving in that right direction. Now, how fast you've chosen for your train to go or how slow you've chosen, that's up to you. That's up to you. You can make the decision and the choice as to how fast you want your train to go. In other words, how fast do you want to to run after in the things of God? How diligent do you want to be in the things of God? But always keep in mind that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, a lot of times characters make a team because they were working harder than others. You know, a lot of times characters, you know, get promotion because they were, they were putting in more hours, more time than others. A lot of times characters make more money because they 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 more diligent, more diligent. Well, God's got more greater rewards for us when we are more diligent. I want to encourage you in the sound of my voice. For those of you that are diligent, remain diligent. For those of you that, that, that are a little slack and are a little lackadaisical, I want to encourage you to, to, to become diligent because that's where you will find a greater release of the power of God and a greater release of the blessings of God. May God continue to bless each of you, saints, and heaven continue to smile on you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, North Carolina, signing out in Jesus' name.